Rachel Notley has decided to step down from that top job. You know, uh, it's an inter- it was an interesting, she had an interesting run. We've got to talk to somebody about that, get a thought or two on how things went. Today is more of a congratulations on, you know, what happened. And over the next three days, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be a dissection of everything that's going, who's going to be the next person? What's going to happen? Rachel says she's not going to run federally. We've heard some reasons why that probably won't happen, but there's a lot out there. So you want to find out, you want to get as much as you possibly can from people out there like Tom Vernon, who's with Strategic Communications. He's a consultant there, Crestview Strategy, and he's joining us on the show today. Hey, Tom. Hey, Brent. Thanks for having me on. Well, what do you figure? You, were you One, were you surprised by this, or did you see this coming a long time ago? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought she was going to step down after the 2019 election, so I saw this a long, long okay. time ago, but she stuck around. And, look, after the, uh, the, the loss in May, you knew this was coming. Uh, the NDP, you know, they've formed government. They've uh, got a really strong official opposition. They're a very uh, a large party now. It's a party that's grown up. This isn't the same party as, as the one she took over in 2014. So this is a party that's grown up. It has uh, people in it with leadership aspirations. It's a party that uh, can uh, form government again. So I'm not surprised she stepped aside. Um, we, we've been hearing, uh, you know, the rumors for weeks of is today the day, is tomorrow the day, right? Well, we finally got it today. And now the, the race begins to see uh, who's the face of the party going forward. Hey, let's uh, let's back it up a little bit here on mm-hmm. what everybody likes to talk about legacy. I, I'm one of these people that you might not see the legacy for 10 years or so. However, she took a party that was kind of meh right and was in the right place at the right time people were a little dis, disengaged with the conservatives but she she won she became the the premier she took this party from meh to that and now is a very credible party in the province where before i just didn't see them as very much she has to be uh, congratulated for that yeah so what you want to talk about you know legacy her legacy right now is the leader who took down the progressive conservative dynasty. 44 years of PC government was ended by Rachel Notley and the NDP. She took a party that had, heading into that election, four MLAs. I remember interviewing her in the weeks uh, ahead of that election, uh, back when I had a, a podcast with Global News, and uh, she was our last guest, but the last episode we did, it was her. And that conversation was around, look, the PCs, they're going to win this super majority now that you know, Jim Prentiss has brought over the majority of the Wild Rose Party. They're going to you know, win 70, 72 seats. We need to have a, as effective an opposition as we possibly can have. That was that was the speaking points in the weeks leading up to that election. And oh, how quickly it turned, right? That campaign mattered. She ran a really good campaign. The PCs admittedly did not run a good campaign, and that vote ended up getting split. And she galvanized the support of Albertans in a way that no new Democrat ever had here in Alberta and led them to government. Now, that led to all sorts of challenges for them in those opening weeks. They definitely weren't expecting to win government, so they had to learn on the fly. But her legacy is one of creating really a true political race in this province. We now have two parties that could legitimately form government, and they aren't both conservative parties. We've really not seen that in in generations, for sure, here in Alberta, but certainly not in the last 60 years, 70 years. Tom, it's easy to say that things may have turned in that campaign on math is hard, if we remember that. However, there still had to be a level of confidence with the voters that maybe it's time to uh, see what she's got. And they did that for one term, but you can't dismiss that. You can't just say that was the Conservatives giving her the election. Voters still had to believe that maybe she could try to do something. 
Look, she was elected on a vision, and that vision that she was pitching at that time was one that Albertans agreed with. So remember at that time, um, the, the economy was really starting to tank. Like that in January, the price of oil was falling. Uh, uh, the, the budget was getting it's a $7 billion hole. And uh, Jim Prentice and the PCs had come up with their budget, and in that budget they had proposed um, Alberta health care premiums, again, for Albertans. They were proposing a whole number of fee increases on Albertans, but they were not proposing uh, corporate income taxes. It would be individual Albertans bearing the load to try and uh, shrink the gap, but not businesses. And Rachel Notley uh, got the mood of the public saying, look, everybody needs to pay their fair share. Where that math is hardline came from was during the provincial debate, the leaders' debate, yeah. where uh, Jim Prentice made that comment about how you're going to increase uh, taxes. It sounded like 220%. She said, no, I'm not increasing it to 20%. It's to 12%. And then that math is hardline came out and it just came across like we all remember how that came across. Uh, that yeah. was really kind of the, the last moment of that campaign where uh, Albertans went, okay, it's time for a change. Um, and yeah, she led them to power on, on a clear mandate from Alberta voters of increasing those taxes, investing in healthcare, investing in education, uh, taking, uh, well, she didn't speak about the carbon tax in the campaign, but she did speak about looking at ways to do environmental uh, leadership in that. So it was, it was a government that was elected based on not just Unhappiness with the PCs, sure that helped, but there were clear policies in place by Rachel Notley that Albertans were getting behind. Okay, so taking a look at the career here, both uh, leading the party and leading the province and also leading the opposition, what did you like, what didn't you like? Can I say that? Yeah. Can I throw that right at you like that? <laughs> sure. Okay. But I do want to say one, one other thing, though. Sure. There's, there's something that she did in government that she's likely not going to get credit for 10 years from now when people are talking about it, when the Trans Mountain Pipeline is up and running and oil's flowing through it and we're exporting all our oil. Yeah. I don't think people are going to look back at that and say, yeah, Rachel Notley did that. And she's played a key role in that, right? Like yeah. She played a huge role in galvanizing support across the country for that project through her uh, climate uh, through her climate programs here in the province, the, the carbon tax and the, the emissions cap and getting industry on side on those policies, she gave cover to the prime minister to purchase that, the federal government to purchase that project and continue it on forward. Um, I don't think without those policies and without Rachel Notley leading at that time, I'm not sure that pipeline exists. So I, I will say that. So yeah, that was, that was a delicate, delicate negotiation oh, yeah. that, uh, sure. that had to be handled then. Yeah, so it, it, sure it was. So that'll be interesting. But, so that's one area I want to say where she's not going to get enough credit for that. Okay. I'm sure she doesn't care about that. But that's one area. Right. What has she done really well while in opposition? Well, what she did really well in opposition as the opposition leader was keep the party relevant. Look, the the, the United Conservative Party, um, they, they, they united, they won government. It could have been very easy for them to go run off and start another dynasty like, like we saw with the PCs. And they may still, right? They've won re-election in that. But yeah. what they, they have facing them, and what Rachel Notley allowed the NDP to do, was solidify itself. We're not just going to be one and done and gone. What they did is they become... Uh, relevant in the conversation. They're very relevant when it comes to fundraising. They fundraise just as well, if not more, than the UCP many quarters. So they're able to build up a, an actual campaign war chest. She's positioned this, uh, this opposition party to be the largest in the province's history at 38 seats, the most votes that party has ever received. So she's done really well on that front, building this party to become relevant. What the challenge will be now is, can someone else come out and be that galvanizing force for not just, you know, card-carrying Democrats, but Albertans who are, you know, maybe voted NDP this time, Alberta Party last time, PCs for years. Can that next leader do what Rachel did and really capture their attention as well? This party has really been, you know, 
the Rachel Notley party, right? The signs, I'm with Rachel. Yeah. And a new leader come in and, and grab that same kind of recognition. And maybe if they don't want to be that kind of recognition, can they drive the new Democrat brand to be able to grab that kind of recognition? So she's, she's left big shoes to fill for whoever comes next, um, but she's left the party in pretty good shape. Well, let me ask you these two, two, two questions. One, uh, does this have to be a new face inside the, inside the party uh, that maybe we don't hear about a lot? And does it have to be a woman? Because she has done a remarkable job with this party, leading this party. So do you kind of want to keep that momentum going as well? Is that important? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it is. Um, look, the, the three leadership contenders that we've, we've heard all the names on are Kathleen Ganley out of Calgary right. um, last week. I mean, she released a very campaign-style video last week, so mm-hmm. she's off and running, it looks like. Uh, Rocky Pancholi here out of Edmonton, and, and Sarah Hoffman is another name here in Edmonton that people say, you know, is, is largely uh, could be considering a run. Um, what the party really needs, though, is a broad leadership race, one where there's a variety of ideas, and they need what they really need is someone as well, maybe not necessarily to win the leadership, but to have that a voice that can connect with rural Albertans. That's where the party fell short, right? They, yes. They took, they took Edmonton, they took most of Calgary, but they couldn't gain a big enough foothold in rural Alberta or in those kind of the donut area around Edmonton and the donut area around Calgary to win more seats there. So whether it's, uh, you know, a man, a woman, or, or, or whoever, uh, they need someone in the leadership race that can speak to those voters, that can draw in attention to those voters. And maybe it's one of those three I just mentioned. Maybe it's someone who's not in the party, a fresh voice outside. I... I firmly believe someone not currently sitting as an MLA uh, would be a very important voice to have on this uh, leadership race, just as that outside perspective. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't have any names to share with you. <laughs> well, and that's okay. That would be really important, yeah. A, a, one final one here is that Rachel did a, a, a pretty solid job of being to the left, but kind of central left, uh, which really wasn't a, a, a big thing for the federal NDP party who thought she was a little too center. But if somebody new comes in, do they have to continue to go down that line, do you think? They have to reflect where Albertans are, right? And, okay. um, like, you know, they have to, honestly, you know, left or right or right down the middle, uh, if they can put together a clear plan that Albertans can buy into on health care, right? That is a major issue. Yeah. If, can they have a clear issue on health care? Look, they're new Democrats. They're obviously going to believe in, you know, government say, government control, uh, a large government role in things. But that's okay if it can be done in a way that Albertans view as uh, effective with taxpayer dollars and will get them results, right? Um, yes. You, you're not going to have a new Democrat, you're not going to have someone run for the NDP leadership that's going to, you know, uh, run on the idea of privatizing services and, and flashing no. taxes and, and all that sort of stuff. So they, you have to own who you are. And, you know, Rachel Notley was a clear new Democrat, but, you know, there has to be someone that can you know, galvanize Albertans, reflect the view of more Albertans than their political opponents in a way that they can get elected and drive policy that makes a, a material impact on Albertans, or at least Albertans believe will make a positive impact on their life, on their well, services. I'd like so. to see a level of impartiality on a day like today and just tip people's cap to anybody who's in public service for uh, yeah. the time that is spent. Hey, Tom, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, great. Tom Vernon joining a strategic communication consultant with Crestview Strategy.